episode is brought to you by Umbrella Corp. Umbrella Corp is the newest leader in experimental medications. Re- their cutting-edge research in cures for such things as aging, male pattern baldness, and even restless leg syndrome. By reaching out at UmbrellaCorp.com, you can also be a part of their human trials program. By registering online, you will have an all-expense-paid trip to Raccoon City, where you will be on the front edge of our future, Umbrella Corp. Wow. That is quite the sponsor. They're big. Cutting edge. Cutting edge. Medical medical testing. Um, Hmm, They pay really well. Really? Yeah, they pay well. Yeah, I heard they're a huge corp. It is a it's a cool. Now where's Raccoon cool. City? Um, I, I want to say that it's in Wisconsin, but I'm not a hundo on that <laughs> one. I, I don't. You know what? I don't know. I feel like it would be in a big city where there's a lot of raccoons you know, <laughs> running around. Well, I mean, they don't stuff. call like New York Rat City, do they? Of course they do. I do. That's what I got. I was gonna say. That's what I call. <laughs> um. BBK. Okay. We're gonna go ahead and shot in. Get this episode started. Uh, what are we now? Danny's not with us right now because. Uh, he has better things to do, apparently. But we are still in the Casamigos Chronicles? Casamigos Chronicles. So we were actually going, we were talking for a while about maybe doing different shots because Danny wasn't here. And this is Danny's bottle of liquor. Right, right. Um, but we've come to the determination that, uh, as John put it, just because you're killed in the first season of a TV show doesn't mean the TV show still doesn't go on. That's right. right. And you know what else? I want to drink his liquor uh, and him not have any. Yes. I, I, I want to waste his dollars. Yes. On, yeah, on my liver. Um, so, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Wish we could have started another Chronicle. Okay. Poured that a little rich. All right. Okay, John, do you want to hit us with the uh, listener question? Of course. Jiminy Greco. Can I go now, or are I you guess. done? Yeah, okay. I'm good. I'm here. This listener question comes from Jeff in Milwaukee. Jeff says, Dear podcast, I want you to tell me why they always start it with dear podcast. <laughs> that's just the that's the culture around here, really. Oh my god! Uh, dear podcast, what's the scaredest you've ever been? You th- you think he means scaredest like physically scared or just like I'm um, going with real scared. Like I don't mean like a haunted house, like oh a clown jumped out of me and boo and I uh, poop myself. I mean like I almost died. Or, or some crazy shit oh, like that. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to go with a car accident that I was in. Okay. So um, a guy that's been on the podcast before, Justin, um, <laughs> we were driving down a curved road where he decided to take his attention off of the road. to <laughs> Solid move. Light a black and mild. <laughs> was that black and mild freaked or not? 
Of course. Okay. You only freak okay. black. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. So he he's freaking, and we're all focusing on him lighting this thing, and we all look up, and next thing you know, we're in this grass off the road. He does not utilize the brakes. He only utilizes the steering wheel. We took out like eight um, mailboxes, ended up wow. cresting a hill. We destroyed like one of those concrete sewers that's like, um, like the, the square car one. still ran after this? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. We crested this hill, rolled down the other side of the like the peak of the road, like from one side of the road to the other, down a little um hill, and right into the side of somebody's car. Crunk. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty scary. Um, because the only thing you can yell the entire time is Justin, Justin, <laughs> Justin. And yeah, then was, you come to a stop. You're like, "Where's your black and mild, yeah. man?" I was like, "Why didn't you hit the brakes? <laughs> why didn't you? Hit, why didn't you hit the brakes?" I'm a new driver. Yeah, he's like, I thought I had it. I thought I had it. Oh, he was trying to correct. He thought he could just steer right out. It I don't know. Like How much thought do you think was really into yeah, this whole well, that's true. scenario? So, okay, when were you the So, most my scary? scariest moment, I used to drive a 1992 Buick LeSabre drop top. Very nice car. Very nice car. Anyway, it was the middle of December. I was driving it around. I was like 19. I was going to pick up two of my friends to go to a party. Had beer in the back, ready to roll. I'll tell you, there's a lot of your stories where you're driving and beer is in this vehicle. <laughs> no, beer is in the trunk, so it was, it was completely oh, separate from Oh, this is the, the first the legit time you drove with beer. H- however. Wasn't under the front seat? So I, <laughs> not yet. I had parked the car and I went up to person's house to get him. He comes down, we get in the car. I go to put it in drive and the entire engine explodes in a fireball. The uh, hood slams into the windshield and the car just engulfs in flames. What? We all jump out and run to the house. Uh, and then the car continues to burn for like half an hour until the uh, the fire fireman got there. The tires exploded. It was crazy. It was a huge fireball, dude. Turns out it had a cracked gas line. And I had it sitting. So while it was sitting, all the gas vapor was just building up in the engine compartment. And then when I went to leave, Bang. boom. Yeah, dude, crazy. that would be pretty scary. It was crazy. It that was crazy. would be pretty scary. See, yeah, mine was, was like that's like instant fear. Like yeah. mine like, was like that's uh, like fight or flight. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mine was like a, a what seemed to be a five minute car <laughs> slow accident. motion. Yeah, death. it was like <laughs> ping, ping, ping. you're hitting every like you p- see people's bills all over the freaking side of the road. But yeah, that would be free. You know what I remember most about that night? That happened, and then my dad came and picked me up and he took me home, and. um I still want to go to the party. I'm like, Dad, they're just going to come pick me up. He's, I'm going to go to this party. And they would not let me leave the house again. Like, no, you're staying home. You almost died once tonight. You know, don't risk it again. So, yeah, it's weird how we I don't know. have that association to like, <laughs> like, oh, I should probably right. like, don't reflect. press your luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just stay home. Just yeah. pump the brakes. Have bro. a hot bath. Yeah, you know, little, yeah. Have some, uh, Calgon take you away. Get some perspective. Um, okay, so today's episode actually you know what i wanted to say something else thank you everybody for all the support lately um we've actually been absolutely getting, been getting reached out to by a number of people um means a lot to us um make sure that you like or uh, subscribe you if at all possible rate our um li- our our Podcast? episodes yeah. on whatever major um service you uh listen on if it's a possibility some services don't offer it um 
but it, it would it would mean the world to us. So also continue to reach out. Definitely keep sending us those questions. And um, we're always in the mood to hear stuff. So if you want to give us any kind of uh, yeah, we'll talk about whatever you guys want. Yeah, I don't topics, care. whatever anything. you we'll, want. We'll do we'll whatever. Also, you know, we'll make asses of ourselves. Genuine, yeah, genuinely. Yeah. Danny and John were actually talking about something that John might have to do in the near future. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, additionally, we have uh, had some audio issues, so this may sound a little unique today. But the information contained is good. Yes. So if you can like get over the fact that there might be a mild drone in the background. <laughs> just listen to what we got to say. You know what I'm saying? Also, just you know what? That just adds to the spookiness. Yes. Just chalk that up to Halloween, baby. Yes. You know and I mean? which brings us to the perfect segue. Today's episode is our Halloween episode. Ah! Yes. <laughs> today's episode, we are going to do something that actually might scare you. We're not talking about candy this year. We're not going to talk about your costume that you wore when you were six and you were a freaking ladybug. We're talking about serial killers. Take your haunted house, shove it up your ass, because right. we got real terror here, ladies Death. and gentlemen. Serious murder. So, one of the things that I thought about when I was talking about this, John, I don't know if I told you that about this, but I often in doing the research for some of these killers, I wondered they, they list like it was murder in the first or first degree murder. Right. And I was like, well, what is the difference between the murders? So I did a little bit of uh, research into the types of, all murder. right, a little legal, little penal system. Yes, information just in going case on this is utilized during any of our, our, just in case any of our listeners need to know the ins and outs of the law system. Yes. Additionally, while I was Googling this, I was like, I am, I can't kill anybody now because it's, they're going to be, he was looking into ways to, wants to know what the punishments are, yeah, what the I, classifications are. See, I walk in the room like, so you're saying I, it was unplanned, like third degree murder. Um, but all right. So we'll start at the lowest. Um, normally it's technically, I think it's called third degree murder, but it's also often called manslaughter. Okay. So manslaughter is when you commit the act of killing somebody, but it is unplanned and unintentional, meaning like a lot of people hear like uh, vehicular manslaughter, mm -hmm. which means that you hit somebody with your car that caused them to die. However, it was um, not purposefully done. So it was an accident. Uh, no. Yes, it could have been an accident, but normally it's one or the other. So it's like it was unplanned, but you could have done something to I stop see. it. So you were drunk or something. Right. Exactly. Or, or yeah. there's a car accident and you try to swerve to miss it right. and you hit some people on the side. Your tires were bald right. or something. Something right. that is like you something was your fault. Right. You but, didn't mean to kill him. But right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Your right. your actions That's were how I understand mean. third degree murder. Now I guess there's other like non felony murders as well that kind of fall under this as well, but this is the murder. This is what they call the degrees of murder. So second degree murder is just an unplanned but intentional killing. So that means you walk into your, your bedroom, you're home early from a business trip, and your wife's diddling the number. God, I hate when that happens. I know. And then <laughs> you freak out and hit him with an axe in the face. In the parlor room. Or you go to the shed <laughs> and get the axe. I was playing Clue, I'm sorry. Right, and okay. then hit him in the face. Yes, okay. You did not Yes, because you took steps. Right, well, yes. no, you just 
It's like they call it the heat of the moment. So crime. if you catch him and you just beat him down with your hands and kill him, that's still second, second degree. degree murder. Gotcha. It's the heat of the moment. It's unplanned. You didn't wake up that morning like, man, I'm going to kill Jerry when I come home. But when you saw him due to either rage or right. fit of Well, when insanity, you saw Jerry and your wife was bent over, you went into a tizzy. Right. A little yeah. bit of a flip out. Gary knows that that's your wife. He should know better. Right. 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 So he deserves to die. Um, and then first degree murder is pretty much all of the murder that you and I are going to be talking about today. And that is premeditative, planned, meant to kill you, you go. Tried to get away with it. Meant to do it. I don't know that that's not true. Because like, so mass shootings, they, they're not, they know that they're not going to oh, get I away with it. Oh, I guess that's true. It. They're not trying to, but it's still planned. It's planned so that's not, planned. I guess that's not necessary for the, um, yeah, it, that's not a distinction. But, yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. So that is the degrees of murder. So thank you guys. You guys can thank me, um, when you guys are in your next legal <laughs> proceeding and you need a little bit of that info. Quit withholding my rights. Yeah. I, that's that was third first degree. degrees. Thir- Second degree. <laughs> Can you add one and two? All right, I've got a few definitions that I'll go over here in case anyone's interested. The definition of a serial killer Ooh, is this someone, is good. Someone, this is for, straight from the FBI website. Uh, you have to kill at least three or more people. There is a number? You have to kill three people at least, okay? There also has to be a length of time between each murder. In other words, you can't just kill three people in one house and now you're a serial killer. Okay. You know what I mean? Because okay. you could do that... He was diddling your wife. You right. killed him and his whatever, and the wife. kids or something. Yeah, then, or whatever. Yeah. Right. Then yeah, his wife came up like, where's Jerry? And you kill uh, her. Also to be classified as a serial killer, there has to be a cooling off period. So you can't just do it all in one night. It's Uh-oh. usually like you do one, you take a month off. You do one, you take three months off right. or, or however that, long. You need that vacation. Right. It's almost like, well, they said like the people in this mindset need like a cooling off or like they have to like decompress because like. They get so much emotional feedback when they're doing it. Like, they have to get back to basics. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like the first couple times you do drugs. Like, yeah, you need a day. Like, you, you don't just smoke your first blunt and then do it again. I was act- talking about crack. <laughs> oh, yeah. crack. Yeah. You don't bust crack off like, bang, 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 No, bang, I'm pretty bang. sure you get on crack. You do it one after one the after? other immediately. Mm. Yeah. Not, you do it I've once. Been doing it. You're the only person in the world. Okay. Then it's not like drugs. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I was just making sure. I needed the distinction. I'm pretty sure if you smoke crack, you're smoking crack again. Immediately after you just <laughs> smoke crack. <laughs> you're smoking your second crack right after you smoke your first crack. <laughs> Call him up. We need another sack. All right. So there are four uh, distinct types of serial killers. Ooh-wee. Outlined on the FBI website. The first being the thrill seeker. Uh, these murderers often enjoy the attention from the police and media. They will keep detailed records of their crimes. And these are the guys that send messages to the media or they'll send a note to the police station like, ha ha, you can't catch me. Look what I did. You know what I mean? They really enjoy the chase as it were or being chased, I guess. Okay. So. And they like, they want the fame. They want the fame. Yeah. They want everybody to be talking about them. They want to feel like they're smarter than the police and the media. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You can't catch me thumbing their nose. At the uh, establishment, as it were. Next, we've got the mission-oriented. The best way I can describe this would be like a Dexter-type serial killer. They feel like they're giving society help. So they're going after murderers, robbers, drug dealers, pimps, 
prostitutes, Rapists, stuff like that. Pedophile. Yeah, or, like yeah, so okay. they they see themselves as doing a societal good. Right. Whether that or not is their mission. Whether or not it is a bad person or not, right? So I'm gonna go and I'm gonna start taking out let's say this group of people, maybe it's political, maybe it's right. you know religious, maybe whatever it's their whatever. view is, okay, it really doesn't matter. Right. But like, let's say they're just driving around Compton and they're shooting crack dealers. That's how they think that they're cleaning the world up. Gotcha. You know what I mean? That's their mission. Thirdly, we've got the visionary. Um, these are typically people that have a break with reality. So, like, if you've ever heard of the Son of Sam Killer in New York, um, <laughs> there's movies about him. Is that Nightcrawler? Is that the Nightcrawler movie? No, that's not the Nightcrawler movie. Uh, I think Spike Lee did a movie. It's called Summer of Sam is the movie. But anyway, uh, he murdered a bunch of people. Like he, he kept shooting people. And when he finally got caught, he said the neighbor's dog told him to do it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so for whatever reason, this dude just, like these are your insane people. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, most often these people claim that either God or a demon is the one telling them to do things. It's usually not a dog. It's usually some kind of like religious icon or, you know, some kind of otherworldly being. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. And then lastly, and these are probably more what we're going to be talking about today, would be your power and control type serial killer. Uh, These type enjoy inflicting terror and suffering upon their victims. They're often very organized And it's said that they're often abused as children and they feel inadequate as adults. So in order to make up for the feelings of less than that they Mm -hmm. uh, get because, you know, mommy didn't love me or daddy spanked me or I'm sure sure, worse things than that often. They will take that on other people in order to get that power response back back. Yeah. And feel worth it, I guess. I don't know. It's really hard to, you know. Yeah. That is... So it's crazy. I never even thought. I'm just like these are a bunch of Looney Tunes that are right, uh, right, running right. around. Absolutely, you know. and that was one of the things that I kind of brought up before the podcast started was the whole like insanity portion. You know right. what I mean? Like my understanding, and we can talk about it a little later if we want. But my understanding is, if you are, let's say, committing first degree murder, planned any four of those, any one of those four, I mean, people, you have to have a level of insanity. To even have right. those thoughts. To even consider, right. so I'm going to murder this These person. guys are like, they, they right. plead insanity. And it's like, well, no shit. You're insane. You right. you killed 57 people. You're insane. Right. Well, what you're saying is by definition, any murder is it's, kind of insane on Right, exactly. So then and I, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. But I mean, I, I understand for the purposes of classification, why that they would right. put that in there. Right, but right. when I'm reading this, I'm like, dude, there, there's people all over the world that have shitty childhoods. You ain't the only one. You know what I mean? And they're not out mm-hmm. here murdering 23 people and, you know. Yeah, but. Throwing I mean, them in wood chippers and stuff. You know what could, I mean? Did one of your dudes, did your dude? Do no, that was for a scene from Fargo. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just watched that over <laughs> you came here? Jesus. Um, I was really in the murder mood. So we, moving into the the serial killer portion of this, we tossed back some ideas back and <clears> forth <throat> on whether or not we wanted to do multiple serial killers. Um, and then we kind of came up with the idea that we're just going to do one each. And I think that like leaves us an opportunity to maybe look into this a little further. Maybe we do a serial killers episode. I will tell you guys right now, this stuff is not very funny. <laughs> It is not. <laughs> it's a little not going to be a laugh fest. Yeah, this is. If you're in it for the laughs, boys I mean, and it's girls, cool that we pick two because we can kind of do like a deeper dive into yeah, some of these guys. Because there's um, a, there's something to be said about a lot of the things that you said there with like 
Absolutely. Parenting and, and the upbringing and everything. Here's the else. thing. All the stories are interesting. Grotesque, yes. Uh, a little disturbing, yes. But they're all... I think that the severity and like the nature of it just makes it like intriguing. Yeah. Uh, well, how they got on its own. Absolutely. So, um, my uh, we we all just we just picked a killer, um, and the killer that I picked was John Wayne Gacy, the killer clown. <laughs> so, um, hey, 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 <laughs> homie, don't play that. Try to no. inject some non-related humor. Yeah. You just keep saying random words <laughs> while I'm about to just depress everyone okay. for twenty minutes or whatever. Sounds that good. Um, so John Wayne Gacy, um. Is I, I when I started doing the research, he's a little different than most killers in my mind. Not the fact that he kills, but it, he had a um, Bundy kind of feel to him, where he was uh, in his older age, he was actually charming. He was into politics, not as good looking as Ted Bundy, though. Never, no, <laughs> Ted Bundy boy. <laughs> but um, so John Wayne Gacy um, was born in 1942. Um, grew up in a tough household in Illinois. Um, his father, they described him as a man's man who was a raging alcoholic, but his father liked sports. His father liked, um, the manly things. Uh, John had two sisters and, um, when John was finally born, um, his mom did want to name him after her favorite movie star, which is John Wayne. So his name is John Wayne Gacy. Right. Um, so manly again, just manly from all. uh, Right. Well, that's his, that's his, his dad's the manly guy. John's not. This highly disturbed John's highly alcoholic father. And his father would come home from work, just go straight in the basement, start drinking. And essentially the family would just wait upstairs until he was done and he would come and just beat one of them. Just every night? Uh, nearly. Yeah. Like, a lot. Yeah. Not every night. I can't say that. I don't just, know. The it's so crazy Like when you hear these stories because I, I heard a lot of that too. I'm just like, how do people keep that up? I feel like you would just die in like a year. If what you, do you mean? Like, like his beat? dad? No, his dad. Like getting that drunk every night and then beating them every night. Like the amount of alcohol he's consuming. I, like, I, I guess just some people are so mean that they just last longer or something. I, uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, vinegar preserve, right? <laughs> right. So, um, but so he he was a terrible person, and it it really hurt John's father, John Senior. Um, it hurt him because John would take more to what his sisters and mom were doing because. They would garden. They would cook. And he was he was always part of that. So he was right. always well. His dad's never like no one doesn't like me. Right. I'm beating him every night. So John actually had a heart condition when he was diagnosed with a heart condition when he was young, and was actually diagnosed to the point where he was not allowed to do physical activities. Uh-huh. Additionally, he was hit in the head with a swing as a child, and would ha- suffer from random blackouts. He would just blackout. Um, his father always thought that he was exaggerating these things. Um, because he didn't want to do this, the the he, he didn't, didn't want to play him. football. He right. didn't want to play baseball. Right. So um, they and they said in the stuff that I was reading that there was a point in John's young childhood that he he broke. He would no longer cry and scream while being beat. He would just be emotional. Yeah, just take it. And so that caused his father to beat him harder. Oh God. So John, yeah, goes, you're not getting the reaction, I guess. Yeah, I guess, right? well, and the, I guess the reason you are beating him is because you want that reaction. And I, I would assume. I, mean, I, 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 I guess that's the reason. Yeah. I have no idea. Never beat anybody like right. this. <laughs> and then just went to bed like, all right, bedtime. Okay, like, I'm done I gotta that. be up early in the morning, yeah. guys. Uh, see you tomorrow. So same um, time, same place. So that's John. John's young childhood. John grows up. Um, father hates him. He hates himself for his father hating him, and he um, 
moves away from home um, for a short period of John time. John is moving away? or is He's home? grown up. John, oh, I see. He's, John Jr. Okay. has grown he's leaving, up. He's leaving the nest. He's, leave, he's left the nest. Um, he goes away to a little area. Um, I can't remember the city, um, but he moves away from home. Um, in this area, oh, shoot, I forgot something about his childhood. John also liked to wear women's clothing. There it is. And makeup. There it is. So he was often caught by his sisters or his mother wearing their clothing or trying to put on their makeup. Um, I bet that enraged his father. So his father did find out, beat him, but his father said that he would rather have a dead son than a gay son. Mm. Mm. So John moves away. John decides that he wants to get into politics. John's a charming guy as he's starting to grow up. He's a little pudgy, but he's a really charming guy. Really can sell it to people. Ends up getting into politics. Gets into the Democratic Party. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. Hardcore <laughs> into the Democratic Party. To he's the not in there anymore, guys. Calm down. <laughs> no, but his remnants is, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but he, he gets into the Democratic Party, and he's actually starting to make his way up through the Democratic Party. He does have a job. I think he was... Uh, he's, first, he started working at a mortuary, which I only heard that in one source, that he moved away and worked for a mortuary. And they said also that this is a point in time where he com- he uh, confessed to sleeping with dead bodies and not by sexually sleeping with them. Just laying in the around. coffin, yeah. laying in the coffin with oh, them God. and sleeping. He owned a construction business, is that right? That's way later. In oh, okay, I'm sorry. So we're I'm still jumping young. ahead. You're he, right, yeah, He's ahead. like 20-something years old. He's like 22. Gotcha. Um, so he gets married, and he gets married to a woman whose father is in the political party, Democratic political party. Well, of course, why Starts not? shooting his way up I mean, the political party. Um. John has his first kid with his new wife, and while his wife is in the hospital giving birth to their first child, mm-hmm. he is out with a coworker getting drunk at a bar. This Whoa, is was this the sixties? That might have been normal. I have no idea. Uh, probably, <laughs> honestly, dude. Yeah. like that's not the first one that I heard that was like that. <laughs> right. um, but his child is hours from being born. He's drunk in a bar on January second, and his coworker ends up talking him into giving him oral sex. I see. Uh-huh. So John does this and loves it. But now he's got a problem. He's mm-hmm. moving up in the political party. He cannot be he cannot come out as being gay. Right? right? What am I going to do? What am I going to tell my wife? So what do you do? You find someone you can control. So John starts resorting to moving to children. Oh god. So John has an affinity for young boys. And there's a number of things that come out later on in this conversation where it was believed that um, he hated himself as a little boy. And that was one of the things. I he hate was, the rationalizations they try to do. Not even the rationalizations, but the so reasoning. Like, so like, yeah, come on, man. Yeah. Like, just, he's, so, a, he's a douchebag. So you know what I mean? I just leave it at that. His first um, action as a, uh, let's say, child a pedophile, mm-hmm. he actually... You, finds a guy he works with in the political party. Um, no, it's, I'm sorry. In the young the young court or whatever the Democratic Party's like junior courts. Or yes. Like, uh, another fellow guy that works in there with him, his son. His 15-year-old son, he ends up bringing him back to his house. He feeds him alcohol, um, and he ends up asking the boy to to give him a, you know, mm-hmm. uh, oral yes. sex. Fellatio. Fellatio. Got it. He threatens the boy by saying, I know people in the mob, and if you speak, I'll have them kill you and your family. Um, threatens the kid that if he ever says anything, essentially he's going to have everybody he knows killed. Gives the kid 50 bucks, drops him off at his house. The kid doesn't say anything for years. Then it's eating him up inside. He's, he's messed up. He's jacked. So he tells his dad finally, like, 
three to four years later, he's like, Dad, this happened. John Wayne Gacy made me. So in that scenario, kiss him in the isn't no-no the zone. $50 a slap in the face? So f- they said $50 was like 400, equal I, to $400. It doesn't matter, though. I mean, you're 15. You know you know what I mean? You can tell that that's just insult to injury, right? Literally. Right. I mean, money or not. You know what I mean? I, no, anyway, I, sorry I'm to interrupt. No, 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 no. You're fine. Absolutely. Um, So he tells him. Dad flips out. Dad says, you're arresting this guy. First off, John's like, no, no, no. That never happened. Never, ever happened. Never happened. You know what? I'll do a lie detector test. They give him the lie detector test. He fails. Oh, oh, who would have known? So they're like, all right, you definitely made. And so they're like, they're arguing about this. And he's like, oh, you know what? No, you're right. It did happen. But it was consensual. So a 15-year-old boy, it's consensual. Well, Well, I thought it couldn't be consensual if they're underage, right? I get. Yeah. He was charged with sodomy. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. So he was already charged. Okay. So sodomy is sex, though. So he must have sex with a kid, too. Isn't I it? think the definition of sodomy is when you put your member inside of someone. That's it. Not that of age. And uh, I think forcefully oh, is the uh, yeah okay. But like rape would be rape. It would be one of the other. Oh okay. Yes. A, a parallel. Yes. It is in parallel. Okay. Right. Um, I didn't want to Google that. I was already on too many lists. So, um, <laughs> but. So he so he gets sentenced. All right. Well, the one of the things is is that they're kind of like wondering if it's going to ever come out or not. More kids come out saying, "Oh Jesus!" So he wasn't the only one. He was not the only one. So after that kid, he obviously right. did it multiple more times. He gets sentenced. Gets sentenced to ten years in prison. Okay. So he was basically running his own like parish over there. Apparently, there's kids coming in Apparently. and out all the time. Okay. Goes um to goes to prison and uh, is in prison for. 16 months. That's it? Gets sentenced to 10 years. That's and it? in jail for 16 months. Why? Got out on good behavior. So he's really charming. Good so he made, he made friends with all of the guards. He, so uh, one of the things that happened while he was married or married to that woman, that woman's father owned like a bunch of KFCs and he gave him a KFC to run. So John was a cook at this KFC. Um, it ran a KFC. So he was a cook in prison. So he actually made the, the food taste good. So everybody loved him. Everybody left him alone. All the guards loved him. He ends up getting out on good behavior. One of the things that happens, however, while he's in jail, all of this comes out, right? Right. Like, There's more children There's, if, since he's in jail. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So No, no, no. Just all of the kids that came out for the trial. Oh, okay. So now that he's in jail, it, every, he's been hiding the fact that he likes boys. Right. Now it comes out. So when his first child was born, his father came to him while he was the night before he's getting blown by a dude. His dad comes to him the next day and for the first time in his life says that he's proud of him. So John loved it, right? Yeah. All this stuff comes out. His dad says that he hates him, right? And of his course. dad passes away while John, that 16 months that John's in prison, his dad passes away. And John equates that in his head that he died from being ashamed, from disgrace. Well, yeah, but now he has free reign. Like he doesn't have anybody uh, to be disappointed in him anymore. That's true. You know I mean? That's kind of <laughs> true. His wife leaves him. Takes the kids. He never sees his children again. His dad dies. So John develops this thing where he aggressively hates gay or homosexual people. He hates himself is what it sounds like. Right. Yes. So he was actually found in prison to have beat two men that were giving each other, um, again, oral lovings. If I can't have it, nobody can. So he beats this one dude like half to death. Jesus. Um, And he still got out in 16 months? 16 months. 
Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, there's another aspect to these whole serial killer things, especially in this era. I'm not trying to ta- attack the police department, but th- how, I mean, hindsight's always 2020. 20. Mm-hmm. I get it. But mm-hmm. how in the hell? So, going yeah. on. Yeah, he I, gets I, out after 16 months, makes parole. They require him to go live with his mom back home. So, remember, he moved away. Now he comes back home. This is back in the day where there isn't any internet. You, there's no pedophilia.com where you can see where somebody lives that used to diddle kids. Right, right. right. Oh, yeah. Nobody knows. He shows back up at home. Like in his hometown, and everybody just knows him as the charming kid from high school, Little Johnny. See, this is the this is why I hate these arguments where people are always like, "We need to go back to a simpler time." Mm-hmm. It's like, no, there were still pedophiles crawling all around your neighborhoods. You just didn't, didn't know, know it. it. Right. You just in the dark. Right. It wasn't better. Yeah. You just it was have less more information. Informed. Right. You have yes. more information now. Exactly. Right. So, John, give me the information. <laughs> John, I want it. John. Absolutely insane. What's the first thing you do if you were to be caught doing all this stuff? You would lay low, right? Right, yeah. He just went buck wild, didn't he? Gets back into politics. <laughs> oh, shit. And no shit. Yep, starts working as a cook or something at some local place or something like that. And he meets some an old high school fling and ends up meeting up with her. And they come together and they get married again. So the only thing is, is this time John tells her that he is bisexual. Okay, right. like, I'm bisexual. So the first woman he never told that he had any kind of gay feelings at all. But he tells this woman I'm bisexual. So him and this woman are married. They're together, and he is sh- rocketing up in the D- Democratic Party. And in this party, this they called it the JCs, which I think is like the Junior Council or something like that. He would throw. He talks his wife into starting to swing. So it, how a lot of these start too, but it start, quickly evolves from swinging into these group orgies. Mm-hmm. So he would throw these giant orgies for these JC members. He must have a silver tongue talking his wife in the right. swings. And then, so he's, he's, <laughs> I'm reading his book. <laughs> <laughs> how so, to win friends and influence your wife. <laughs> right. I'm just going to quit at the point where he's like, now fine boys. Right, right. Um, so he goes, he goes on and, um, he starts having these giant orgies and, um, these orgies like catapult him even higher into the Democratic into Party. The de- well, through the Democratic Party, he's named like um, the Man of the Year How for his happen? county. Um, he is voted Vice President of the Council. He is like so. The- I mean, I would assume that they would have access to his criminal record, right? So they say they don't. By so one was I think so he was, he was in a different town than he was in before. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. he had went to a different one, place. One was in like I think he grew up in like Waterloo. And this Illinois, was in the 70s or something like that. Uh this is the late okay, 60s. Okay. So maybe they 70s. didn't check every state for right. every John Wayne Gacy right. misdemeanor or whatever. Right. Okay. Okay, fair um, enough. Sorry. So his first encounter um with a child again. He goes um so he goes to this bus stop. And he picks up this kid who was on his way home for Christmas. He ends up missing his bus, picks the kid up, brings the kid back to his house. Bad idea, by the way. Yeah. Any hitchhikers out there, don't do it. Yeah. So um, he tells the problems. kid, he picks the kid up and he's like, hey, uh, you know, I can show you around Chicago or show you around the area. Not Chicago, but it's Chicago land or that region. He's like, show you around. So he drives him around. He ends up talking like, hey, you need a place to stay. You can stay with me. Um, he ends up, there's this is where the story splits because he ends up sleeping with the young man. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say that he was so angry with himself and angry at the fact that he had committed a, a gay act or a homosexual mm-hmm. act that he stabs the kid in the chest like six times. His story, he says that he woke up and the guy was standing above him with a knife when he jumped oh, yeah, out of I'm bed. Sure. He jumped out of his bed. He's like, 
what are you doing? And the guy raised his arm and cut him on his arm with the knife. John thought he was under attack. He tackles the guy and stabs him um, during the altercation. Then he walks downstairs, realizes that the guy was making him breakfast. And he did. He must have walked upstairs with the knife it's and like, not know. Total accident. Oh, he's Total like, accident. you want me to cut you some uh, brioche bread I should or go something? wake him yeah, up. I know. Yeah, so... Well, that's the problem. Once they're dead, you can say whatever right. you want. There's well, that's nobody what they else said. They to... said the only other person that was involved right. is dead. So yeah. this is where it starts. John actually takes the body and buries it in his basement, in the crawl space in his basement. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Great. John starts getting into this routine where he is now cruising. So this is his M.O. going forward, like... It evolves. It evolves. Okay, I'm sorry. So John also starts, um, there's differing stories on this as well, where John may or may not have still been dressing like a woman on occasion. I'm sure. And I'm he, sure. he disliked himself so much for it every time that he would do it. They say that he it evolved into putting on like clown makeup because it still gave him the feeling, but he didn't hate himself when he was done. Right? And, and to be honest, I don't care if you want to dress up like a lady. Do whatever you want. If right. that's what you want to do, but don't hate yourself for it, right? I mean, if that's going to drive you to go commit these heinous acts, you should probably steer clear of that. So, you know but I mean? he embraces this clown. Right. This oh. clown's name is Pogo. <laughs> he this clown is at all fam or all of like local events like so he'll throw parties in his neighborhood for the whole neighborhood. The clown will entertain the children. Was he it Bozo was Bozo the clown? That was around this time Bozo. too, right? In the seventies, yeah, I, I think so. I anyway, Pogo the clown, Pogo, yeah. um, and he. So Pogo was a part of of John now, and um, so John apparently is still continuing to commit some of these um, acts um, in his let's say side life that he has, um, and he gets to the point where he he tells his wife like we're never going to have any kind of relationships again. Um, he's remarried. Yes, he's he. So he remarried a okay. high school sweetheart. Okay, got it. Um, and they are, she had two children that moved into his house. Okay, not his kids, though. Not oh, his that's kids. that's a bad place to have your kids. Yeah, so <laughs> she's, he's got bodies buried in the basement. Yeah. And you have your kids there. They don't notice these things? So there's a couple of stories there, a couple of lines there. Um, after the fact, it was well known that John's house smelled really bad. Yes, okay. I think that's a common theme. I'll get into that. That'll be running through this So, sh- So he starts doing these killings. Um, and his wife leaves. After his wife leaves him, he's like free. He can do anything he wants, right? So he would often drive around f- dressed as Pogo the Clown, and he would hold men at gunpoint, boys at gunpoint, tell them to get in the car. He would then take them home. He would handcuff them, and then he would rape them and kill them uh, by strangulation. All while in the clown uh, outfit. A lot of times. Almost every time. I wonder if he's talking like the clown so, the entire time. Uh, so like, is he like squirting him with a water bottle? No, and It's not like the Joker. Uh, what? So, <laughs> I don't know. Is he juggling so, the entire time? What's happening? John, after he kind of is in this life, um, he's got a job that's not in the party, right? He owns a construction company. Okay. I, I His construction that. company is booming. Like, it's just blowing up. All right. Um, John often states that he hires young men because the work is cheap. So he can pay these young men next to nothing and still be able to, you know, get his jobs done. Well, also, speaking of rising in any political party, if you have a booming business, you are much more likely to be in favor of any establishment. Oh, because you have money? And <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, yeah, you right. Give it to us? <laughs> right. Um, so John goes, is, is going down this road where he's, um, He's essentially hiring young boys that 
will randomly go missing from his company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, as he's as he's moving along down this road of killing and 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 so on, he's actually having some of these boys. So I forgot to say this. All of the people that he's killing, he's burying in his basement. All of them? What was... All of Unless them. you don't want to reveal it yet. His total count. In his basement? Just his total kill count. His total overall kill yes. count? The only known total number is 33. 33. And those were mostly under his house? 27 were found under his home. 27. Under... Same... Same hole? So... Same... Nope, nope, nope. Okay. So he's hiring these young kids, and a lot of these young kids, he would actually have them come to his house and dig holes... In his crawl space. Oh, God. He would give them very specific direction as to where to dig and why to dig. And when they asked why it smelled, it was a sewage problem, and that's why you're digging. Oh, my God. A number of these kids dug the grave. That is insanity. So there's only three times that he attempted to kill somebody and didn't. it didn't work. That known witnesses is what they say. Um one of the boys worked for him, but had been hurt at work and was complaining to John about how he wasn't being paid. John goes to this boy's house and apparently pushes the boy down. So John, as Bogo, or I'm sorry, Pogo. <laughs> Buy one, get one. Right. Yeah. Um, he called it his rope trick and his handcuff trick. So what he would do is, as the clown, a lot of people would think he's joking around. Right. And he would sell them on putting handcuffs on. Mm-hmm. As soon as they put the handcuffs on, he would then... He's someone else now? Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Then he would put a rope around your neck with a stick or a, a pipe, and he would turn it as like a tourniquet right, right. until you would yeah. slip it out. Right. He would also rape every one of his victims. He would torture them for multiple hours and rape them in intervals. Is it too late to pick a different podcast topic? No. I told you. I warned you about this. Sorry, go, okay, go so, um, but the first kid with a broken foot, um, John gets the handcuffs on, but he doesn't put them on tight enough. The kid gets out of one of the handcuffs. He's a high school wrestler. Wraps him up. Wabba bam. Gets John. Puts the handcuffs on John. Really? John flips out. Right. Screaming and yelling and then he calms down. Through his silver tongue ways, ends up getting this kid to let him go. That isn't... The kid lets him go, okay? The kid lets him go, and John never talks to the kid again. I'm sure. Now, he the, kid, but the, kid doesn't go, money. the kid doesn't go to, to, the, to the... Or went to the police, I guess yeah. that's an option. Too. So, <laughs> all of these kids that are coming up missing, all of their parents are bringing up, hey, like... John, they're like, yeah. hey, last he went to go for a job interview. Right. Yeah. So, um, one of the kids owned a car, came to sell it to John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy rapes him, kills him. Buys the car first, rapes him, kills him, sells the car to another kid, all right, that is digging holes in his basement. This kid goes to a gas station, pulls in, fills up, drives off. The kid never got the cars changed from John's name. So they try so they to, So they are looking at that kid now. The, well, no, the cops. No, the cops oh, okay. find the kid like, hey, you didn't pay for that gas. This car's not registered to you. They go back to John Wayne Gacy like, hey, this car was sold to you by this kid that's missing. Where's the kid? And he's like, oh, man, the kid sold me the car and said he was using the money to get out of town. He wanted to go to San Francisco. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that sounds I good. know that's so crazy because that happens in my story, too. Like, multiple times you're like, why didn't you what? just do a cursory? Yeah, like, just look around. Let's walk around the house. Yeah, just yeah. smell around, apparently. As, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He would sprinkle lime to, to make the smell, like, lower the smell um, of the dead bodies that are Literally, yeah, decaying underneath your house. Yeah. Um, so John goes on doing this for a very long time. 
Um, two of the other people that were um, that got away was one was named uh, John Cram. And John Cram worked for him, and he was digging holes in the basement. And one day, John was there. John ended up st- starting to live with John Wayne Gacy. I think it was John Cram. I think it was John. Um, and one day, John or Wayne Gacy has tricks him into putting the handcuffs on, and he says that he thought it was a joke at first. And then, as soon as John got the handcuffs on, he started to change. And he said that he started growling and barking like a dog. And he started singing a song in a very jovial voice of, I'm going to rape you. Oh, God. And um, so John Cram tells him, like, if you don't take these things off, I'm going to beat your ass. (laughs) Um, All things I'm sure he's heard before. Right. Um, And so he attempts to, but somehow is thwarted. They don't really know how he thwarted him. So he ends up letting John go, but John doesn't stop living with him until the second time that Wayne Gacy attempts to rape him and get him in these handcuffs. Then he ends up leaving. He leaves living with John Wayne Gacy, Cram does, Mm -hmm. but he's still doing work for him and still digging stuff in the basement. Yeah, I don't know, man. People live their lives just, I mean, I guess you got to get a paycheck. You know what I mean? I don't know. A lot of times I don't understand the choices people make. What? I, I, I don't get it either. I mean, so he he was working for him and living with him. Yes, at some point in time, he was working and living with. John. They weren't like lovers or anything. He was just staying there. No, because he says that the first time he tried to rape him, he, right? But I mean, there was no I, consensual. No. Okay. No. Um. So yeah, I mean, after the first time, get what are you talking about? You stay there. Yeah. And, and still did work around that work around the house. So what is he? Th- I guess after that that time, he's like. That was really just a bad joke. Yeah, I mean, that's that how you rationalize yeah, it. I would like, assume the, the song the dude was singing. And, I, get, yeah, I don't get know. Out so of here, anyway, I don't, um, I don't want a roommate anyway. So yeah, the third guy that got away was the craziest of all. Um, he uh, he was he's twenty six, which is considered old for mm-hmm. Casey. He was lured into the car and he was chloroformed multiple times to keep him barely on the edge of consciousness. Right. Um, he was then tied to a board and tortured relentlessly and raped multiple times um he says in one of his fits of passing out and waking back up he wakes up in lincoln park where right. i guess he was dumped no reason why he didn't fight to get away no idea he just was woke up there so he tells the police as they're doing this investigation after the fact because he went to the cops the cops didn't do anything and he tells them that he remembers pretty distinctly that there was more than one person there and the they didn't believe him because he was in and out of consciousness so much. So was it? It was actually one person though, right? That he was like the clown and himself. Yeah, I don't okay. know. They, they didn't. They didn't go into that. It's just so, that was so like maniacal. Thing. Like just, it just adds a a very large extra layer of creepy on top dude, that he would be it? in clown paint. Yeah, singing oh, dude, so songs to Pogo you. Pogo the clown. Also, you gotta Google this, guys. If you're listening to this. Google John Wayne Gacy as Pogo the Clown. So most clowns that people like look at or that do their makeup, um, it's like a known thing in clown colleges to have very rounded and arched and big and ballooned features to make them more um, jovial or right? sweeter. Um, John did not do that. All, everything was hard lines. Hard, yeah. pointed, yeah. very dramatic, um, very deliberate. Um yeah. Also, additionally, yeah. 
they still, to this day, you can go on eBay and buy a signed picture by John Wayne Gacy as Pogo the Clown. Oh, his art? Is his it art? art? Or so, no, he picture? did art later once he was in prison. Okay, I'll tell okay. you about that. Okay. So, um, <laughs> John has buried 27 boys in his basement, stacked three deep, and he can no longer fit any people under his home. So, that's just so crazy to me because, like... From the beginning, he was planning on burying them three deep. Or de- I mean, obviously, no. he probably had to go back after a certain amount of time and rearrange things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, okay. no, no. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's the thing is that the it's it sounds as if um, he kills the first boy, does this to kind of hide the body. And then what they say is that these killers get into this like complacency where if it worked the first time. Right. And now, hey, look, I'm 27. It's routine. Like it's, it's routine. this is so easy. Right. Um, But uh, but at some point, the wheels have to start spinning and you're like, I'm going to run out of room. OK, I need to move this here. Do this. Yeah. Do that. So you know what I mean, he, go buy he, lime. He plants these kids three deep, which means it's nine, three by three, three deep in this space. So you can probably guess how big his crawl space was. Right. And um, he then runs out of room. He can't. He's like at, he. They say that he thought about putting him in the attic, but he was worried about the fluids seeping through the attic floor and into the other areas of the house. The conversations you have to have with yourself to plan these out are like right. So so jacked up. He's like, well, I'll just dump the bodies. Right. So he then killed um, a young boy and dumped his body over a bridge about nine miles away from his home. Um. He then killed four addition, three additional times, dumping the bodies over this same bridge, approximately nine miles from his home. Where he messed up was, well, where the final one, his final killing was, um, a young boy that was a pharmacy worker in Des Moines. Um, no, it was in Illinois still. Um, 15-year-old boy working at a, a pharmacy who's saving money up to buy a Jeep for that summer. Uh, John Wayne, just doing some shopping, goes in and says, hey, can I talk to the owner? I want, I'm want i a contractor. I want to do some work. So he talks to the owner. Um, the owner, he's like, oh, yeah, so you hire younger kids. I hire younger kids, too. I pay him really well. He leaves. He comes back several hours later and asks just to speak to the boy and wants to hire the boy, potentially making like, like who? Nobody does that. Nobody. There's just not jobs falling out of the sky. You know what I mean? Like that would make me suspicious. In the 60s? If some, even in the sixties, if somebody just came up to me like, "Here's a well-paying job, sir. I don't know who you are, but you can have it." Yep. That's weird, right? So, it he this is I got two different stories because the the first story I listened to the the kid tells his mom he, like he's going to go to an interview. I mean, with I this believe boy. the story, one hundred percent. But I mean, you're a sixteen-year-old kid. You're trying to make money, right, and I'm not he challenging says, that. Come, I'm just saying that you know one of the stories I heard was that the kid. The kid's mom showed up to the pharmacy and the kid told her, I'm going to go meet this guy in the back of the pharmacy for a potential job. And then right. was never seen again. Right. But another one was like he went home and then went to meet. So I don't know. At any rate, he met him at some point yep. and probably met his demise shortly thereafter. Yes, I would was killed and thrown over the same bridge as the other people. Okay. Um, well, the parents are like, hey, my kid was at work. This is why I think the second story where he was actually at work, because they said he went out back, talked to this guy, and I never saw him again. You need to investigate this guy. So they start investigating John Wayne Gacy. They are like, hey, man, we don't want him to give us a slip anymore. So they start following him. Well, he starts freaking out about these cops following him. One day he's talking about, I've got paid bodyguards that will shoot you if you keep following me. The next day he's joking around with, hey, you guys want right. to come in for a sandwich? Right. 
funny. Good job, backup. Right. Crazy. Um, so then after that, uh, one of the bodies are found. And it's somehow linked back to him. I mm-hmm. think it was one of the, it was the kid that sold the car. Right. They found him or something like that. They Well, he's got a lot of them floating around. Right. They're going to find one eventually. Absolutely. Um, they find him and, or find one of the bodies and they lead it back to John. Um, they investigate the home when they find, or before they found the body, they investigate the home looking for the kid from the pharmacy. Okay. So they walk the home. The home smelled bad. But it was explained to them as being sewage, so they didn't look into it. They did, however, find that board that the one guy said he was tied to, and they found other trinkets in the home, like like high school rings. Oh, I see. Like souvenirs. Souvenirs. Yes. The board had blood on it, too. Okay. However, spots of blood. They were only there to look for that boy. So if so they were anything to, else was would, not would have been thrown out as uh, does that is that still a thing? Because I thought like if they saw a bong in your house, they could just come inside and search the whole place. What is that called? Uh, uh, probable cause, yeah, right? Is that not probable cause? I don't back know then, because the warrant to enter your home is specific. You're looking for John Wilkes oh, I or see. whatever. His I name see. Is, right? So they leave um, during this entire time. This so this body is found. It's somehow linked potentially back to him. And um, at some point, I guess, he brings in some portion of the prosecution team or the detectives to have dinner at his home. At his house? At his house. Um, oh, it, this smells is the, delicious in the here, John. What are you having? he's done something arrogantly, I'll take that um, lie detector test. Right. You guys can even come into my house. Right. Um, and at some point, I guess, they smelled decay. Um, and they decided that they were going to look for additional bodies. They dug up the basement and found so how did one. Th- that's okay. Um, right. It was said that I don't know because there you was know a what I mean. If they're only going in there looking for that boy, well, how now are they like? Well, so no, this is digging after the other the, boy was found dead. So they've already linked him with one murder potentially. And so murder. now they're looking for others. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So then they go in and they dig up one body, and then he's incarcerated. Then they dig up the other twenty six and find out that. There's five additional. They also said that because his business was so booming, he traveled so much, it's highly likely that he killed multiple other children in other cities. I'm sure. That they don't know about. Why would he stop? Right. So he's um he is convicted. He's can he's sentenced to death by a lethal injection. He this the last death or the last murder that he committed was in 1978. He did not die until 1994. So he was in jail for 20 years almost prior to him receiving the lethal injection. During this time, he never once admitted or said he was sorry for any of the actions that he committed. Right, right. Multiple times he said that there was people helping him or that these were ploys by other de- other political parties to b- defame him and, you know, denounce him as you know being worthy of being a political candidate um however um he was actually lethal injected in 1994 um and when they did the lethal injection there was hundreds and hundreds of people chanting outside of the building kill him kill him kill him he needs to die i agree with the sentiment yeah so man that's heavy dude John Wayne Gacy, the killer clown, was, I mean, how can you not? So he tried to plead insanity. They said there's no way because you had to plan these things as John Wayne. 
Because what he said is he had multiple personalities and Pogo was a ruthless murderer. That well, he here's the thing. Contain. Like, this should be like a limit. Okay, if you kill more than three people, you don't get insanity anymore. You know what I mean? If we can prove you did three people, you're gone. Right. You know what well, I mean? I, I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe some, plan something like that. So they, you know they, I mean? they looked into the fact that he had to have planned a lot of this as John Wayne, and couldn't have been Pogo. Like the burying of how many bodies you're going to bury. Like you, you don't, you can't just. You, you had people digging holes while you were John Wayne Gacy. Not Pogo wasn't telling people to dig holes and where to and not dig holes. You were telling them to dig graves, and you were burying people in them. Right. Right. So of course you couldn't have. You know been pogo when you did that so there's a lot more and i could go that, into that, that's so the thing about these much. that's the thing about these so he had what did you say 33 33 the guy i'm about to talk about had like 17 and each one is its own entire case like there's a beginning there's a middle there's an end you know what i mean there's the abduction there's the crazy sexual and then, then the murder and then there's like the disposal of the body or whatever you know what i mean so you can literally talk for each murder for an hour two hours you know what i mean and that's why i'm kind of glad that we didn't just do like spouting off like all right well jeffrey yeah 33 and blah 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 blah. yeah yeah, because it's just and then also it's like if you do it that quickly are you really giving like credence to the actual like what he did and and like the people that died and stuff like you know what i mean like you know not that we should be at all you know celebrating it. No, no, no. I was talking more about the victims anyway. Like, if I just say, yeah, he killed this dude. I mean, that's a little less than yeah, yeah, yeah. what actually happened. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I just, I felt so bad about the John Wayne thing. So the, the parts of it that were intriguing to me were that he was this outwardly, like, he was he was pogo at parties and at, um, he would go to local hospitals as this clown and he was actually, like, cheering kids up and, right. like, was, ha- like, was, was... Well, he had a double life, right? right? And, and then he had this po- political life where he was, right. you know, famous for being, like, you know, so politically savvy and right. was going to change so much. And hey, then that guy loves kids, you know right. what I mean? And like, then it's at the, so crazy. And then at the, on the other end, he's picking up... Oh, dude, so sick. I well, mean, I, the thing is, is that if, one, if his dad... This is where I kind of disagree. If his dad wasn't wildly against the fact that he was homosexual, and he could have just experienced that, and be, would he have been the person that he was? Right, and probably not. Uh, I, who knows? If he could have just been. Well, isn't that the nature versus nurture argument? I mean, we're down to like basic, yeah, yeah unanswerable yeah. psychology questions now. Absolutely, and <laughs> yeah, yeah but, you know what I mean. I no, mean, there's it no, is, no, it is. It it's is. always that question of what could have been. Yeah, and the time frame because like there, you know, being homosexual was not acceptable. Right, and. You weren't, you know, weren't going to be in office and be like you weren't. You wouldn't have been found to be as appealing to a number of. Well, yeah, you would lose voters. Yeah, I mean, it's just nature of things. So nowadays, he would have probably been some great politician that you know didn't murder people because it's way more acceptable now, or whatever. You know, or or he would have still been a murderer. Nature, nurture. (laughs) So who are you? All right, all right. I have got Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm. Also known as the Milwaukee Cannibal and the Milwaukee Monster. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you probably already know who Jeffrey Dahmer is, but we'll try to do like a little more in-depth here. Uh, He was born to Joyce and Lionel Dahmer. Uh, He actually grew up in Ohio, just uh, around the Akron area. Okay. 
Uh, when he was born, his father was in college for uh, some type of, I think, chemistry or chemical engineering, something like that. His mom was a stay-at-home mother. Apparently, uh, his dad was, like, never around because he was, like, finishing college. And his mother uh, was a real attention seeker, and she was always, like, faking illnesses and having these problems and needed to be, like, doted on all the time, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so young Jeffrey did not get a lot of attention that he so desperately wanted. Um it said that from an early age, he always had a weird interest in dead things. So he would uh, go around and collect roadkill. <laughs> he would like find. OK, so it started off that his dad was cleaning out the bottom of their house. OK, and he found like this raccoon skeleton or something when Jeffrey was like four or five. OK, so he put all the bones in a bag. This is from a Jeffrey Dahmer interview, pulled the bag out and I guess little Dahmer was like super, he liked the sound of the bones shaking around in the bag. Okay. From then on, he loved dead shit. So he would, as a kid, that was a baby rattle. That was a dude. I don't know. He's like sucking his thumb. A yeah, murder rattle. He had a murder rattle. Death rattle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he liked the sound of the bones, which is so strange. And also for those of you listening at home, if your children are into dead animals, they like to pose them, touch them, assort them in various ways. Pose. You should probably go see a counselor. Pose them. Okay. <laughs> and touch them. <laughs> so anyway, he liked the sound of the bones. So then he got into, um, he would go looking for roadkill. Okay. And once he found the roadkill, he would bring it home and he would dissect it. Uh, with most interest being, of the bones. He liked to get the bones out and have the bones and like whatever, dude, like oh pose them or have them. And so he would dissect these, take the bones out, and then he would keep all this shit in the family's woodshed in the backyard and jars. His dad was a chemist, so I guess they must have had some kind of chemicals Jar? there that he could preserve stuff in. So he would keep like bugs and small animals and whatever else in these jars preserved so that he could go look at them and have fun and whatever else. He was a very strange child. Uh, said he didn't have many friends. Also a bit of a dullard. Not very good at school. What? Yeah, not very good at school. Said like he barely uh, got by, really. Really? Yeah. Uh, not many friends. Pretty antisocial. Um, it also said that he started drinking at like the age of like 14. Like hardcore alcoholic. Like he would take scotch to high school and he would be like drunk off his ass all day long. What? Every day. Every How? day. I guess uh, he had like an army jacket. He would keep the flask in, in the inside fold and would just like nip on it all day long. You know what I mean? Wow. That kid's got ambition. Dude. I, so this is a very interesting story. Okay. His father was a chemist, as I mentioned. They're eating chicken dinner one night. Okay. Jeffrey Dahmer looks at his dad and says, hey, dad, is there any way to preserve these bones, the chicken bones, off what they're eating? And I guess his dad took it as, like, academic uh, curiosity. So he took him out to the, come on, Jeff, out to the garage and showed him how to basically preserve bodies and bones. And, like, this is the chemical they use if you don't want it to Decay. spoil or go bad. Yeah. Are you? I'm dead serious. But, so, I, can you imagine your daughter asking you something that you feel is harmless? Yes. Like, like yes. Daddy, how does, you know... Yeah, and I'm like, 
that's an amazing question. You know, that's a really insightful and smart you, question. Yeah, well, you shouldn't even want to know that. You're you know dumb. What I mean? So you want to, like, you're asking me a question that's like. I would say that that, I, w- I would say yes to that. However, if I knew that my daughter was collecting roadkill and dissecting it in the backyard. Did, do you think the parents I don't that? know. Okay. I mean, he's keeping jars in the woodshed. How would you not know? You go to mow the grass. There's a goddamn frog head. You got a you mon- know what I mean? monkey brain. Like, where'd you even get a monkey? We're in Milwaukee. I went to the zoo. <laughs> like what? Zoo had a garbage day. So anyway, uh, very strange. So in high school, apparently he realized that he was gay. And he started having these. And um, drunk, which. He was gay and he was drunk all the time, which may have fed into some of like the psychosis that he was like having because he was like never. Never a hundred percent, you know what I mean. Right, so he's right. always like mentally depressed, yeah. um, not depression, but just like yeah. you know, cognitively. Um, he had these fantasies, and he did like these interviews where he would describe he wanted to be the ultimate dom, right? He wanted the absolute one hundred percent submissive is what he wanted. He wanted someone that would do what he said when he wanted it, how he wanted it, where he wanted it, when he wanted it with no questions asked, and he never wanted them to leave. That was his big thing. He would always talk about, like, well, I had to kill them because they were going to leave. You know? What? Like, he wanted them to be with him forever. Did his father leave him? No, his mother and father stayed together until, I think he was, like, uh, 17 or 18, and then they got divorced. Like, he was a late teen by the time they actually got divorced. Now, I don't... It did say that his dad worked a lot, and his mom was a chronic, like, hypochondriac, whatever. So were they there physically? Maybe, maybe not so much mentally. I was just wondering if that was like, you know, one of those kernels, like dad left. Right. No, no, no. I mean, unless it's like one of those cases where, yeah, my dad, yeah, my dad's cool, but you know, he works like 65 hours a week. You know what I mean? He's always on the road. You know what I mean? I I don't know. But they were still together. They stayed together. They didn't get divorced. So he was like late teen. Okay. Um, (laughs) So this is kind of stupid, but. Uh, I guess with his small group of friends, they had this saying, and it was called doing a Dahmer. So he would always do these dumb pranks. He would, just like in the middle of class, just pretend to have like an epileptic seizure. Or he would make like animal noises or whatever the dumb thing was. That was a Dahmer uh, code word for prank, I guess you would put it. Um, So stupid. I don't know. So anyway, he's in high school. Um, he he starts having these homosexual fantasies. He's already got the uh, weirdness with the dead stuff, uh, and he sees this jogger, right? Th- this man that used to jog through his neighborhood, I guess, like shirtless. And he's like, "This is the guy that you know. I wanna I wanna experiment with or whatever." So he hides in a bush with a baseball bat, waiting for this gentleman to jog by. Thankfully for that guy, he never jogged by, and uh, Jeffrey Dahmer gave up on that plan. And then a few weeks later, he graduated high school. Three weeks after he graduated high school, Stephen Marks Hicks is hitchhiking to a rock concert, okay? And Jeffrey Dahmer is driving around in his car, sees this young gentleman, proceeds to pull up. Hello, how are you? Would you like to go drink at my house? Well, this guy's trying to pregame for a rock concert. Sure, bud. Let's go do that. Uh, so they go to Times Jeffrey. are different, man. Dude, I, hitchhiking. Like, who does that? 
Who Who's does taking that? it to the point where somebody pulls up and they're like, you want to go grab some beers at the crib? Like, sure. Like, yeah. Absolutely. You know what? That sounds like a capital idea, right. sir. There's Show neighbors the that if they ask me, I'd be like, mm, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Your uh, looks like your porch light's out there. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't mowed in one, uh, exactly one week. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> so anyway, he ha- had him over his house for some beer. They, can, they proceed to get drunk. When Stephen Marks Hicks is like, hey, man, uh, I got to get going. You know what I mean? I got to get to this concert. It's getting a little late. Uh, young Jeffrey Dahmer proceeds to hit him in the head with a 10-pound dumbbell, knocks him unconscious, and then strangles him with it. Uh, after that happened... So wait, hold on. This is at his family home? This is at his family home. Now, I was unsure where his parents were at this time. Okay. They were not home. I don't know where they were. It didn't say. It just said... This is where it happened. So anyway, hits him with the uh, the dumbbell, strangles him, then proceeds to pleasure himself over the dead person. After, not to the dead, not, not, not with the dead. No, person. by okay. himself, okay. more or less staring at it. I yeah. guess how, how you God. say that. Um, That's so creepy. Kills the guy, does that, buries him in the backyard. Couple weeks later, decides, hey, that's not a great place for him to be. Goes and digs him up. Now, this was the description that it said online. It said he dug him up. He flayed all the flesh off of the bones. Dissolved all the flesh in acid. Took the bones, put them in a bag, beat them all with a hammer, and then threw them away. What? (laughs) His knowledge of chemistry or chemicals, it really comes in handy. I would say throughout this, what? So hold on. He digs a full-grown man out of the ground and fillets every ounce of flesh off of him. That is insanity. That's what it said. That's what it said. You weigh what? One hundred and seventy-five pounds. Yeah, about that. That's a hundred and twenty pounds or whatever of meat. I know it's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Said he did it in one night. So you, I guess I guess he's working through the night, dude. I don't know. That is insanity. Oh God. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, it gets worse. I'm sure. It does get worse. Uh, he did a brief stint in the army after this. Uh, actually, let me go back. Uh, after this, his dad's like, "Hey, Jeffrey, got to get your life together. Let's get you in college." He goes to Ohio State. Flunks the out. The Ohio. Oh, sorry, the Ohio State. Flunks out from. The Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And then... We um, don't like none of that weird shit up there. Goes into the army. Well, he really just fucked out because he's drunk all the time. He couldn't get anything done. He's, he's still constantly drinking. Can't get schoolwork done that way. But anyway, he flunks uh, out. Hold on. There's a lot of kids from Ohio State listening to this saying... Well, you think they were drunk all the time or on the weekends? Maybe, maybe more on the weekends. All, I don't know. Hey, all, you kids up, all you kids up at Ohio State. Write us and let us know. Just tell us. On on average, yeah. how many consumption? No, don't alcohol. tell us that. Tell, tell us what a party is. <laughs> tell, tell us that. Sorry, go ahead. Tell us that. Um, anyway, he went to um, the Army. He was in the Army for a few years, and then he um, also uh, is too drunk to complete those duties, so they get out of here. He does get honorably discharged, so you know, no issues there. And then he moves in with his grandmother in Florida, um, and this is kind of where things really sort of take a turn. Um, he already has the one murder in his belt, but this is really where it like, it starts escalating. So in Florida, he starts, um, 
going to bathhouses. Uh, I'm sorry. He starts going to nightclubs. Mm-hmm. Gay nightclubs and trying to pick men up. And also, it should be said that he would pick men up and they would go have their fun or whatever and they would leave. He wouldn't kill everyone. So some oh. guys he would, you know, they'd have fun and then he, they would leave. Or he had a few that would come over occasionally and they would drink and do whatever and then they would leave. So it wasn't everybody that he was murdering. Um, but at any rate, he would go to these gay nightclubs and he would try to pick men up. Um, either through just, hey, how are you? Here's a beer. Do you like what I'm, you're looking at? Or he would say like, hey, come to my house. Here's 50 bucks. I would like to take some photos of you and whatever compromising mm-hmm. situation or uh, promiscuous things. Um, if that didn't work, apparently there were these bathhouses uh that gay like men Roman would frequent. Houses? I don't know. Is it like a like when they say like let's go get a Spitz or a, hmm. I don't know. Okay. It, it, they just describe them as bathhouses. I've never been to one. I don't know what they are, okay. but apparently they're big gay hangouts. And he would do the same thing there. Um, however, he was kicked out of all the bathhouses <laughs> in that area after twelve men reported that he drugged them and raped them. Now nobody ever went. Here's my nobody ever went to the cops. Police, they were just yeah, like, dude, they were just always, like this guy. So weird you know, how the police are so absent through a lot of this whole like yeah, it's crazy. Like uh yeah, this dude drugged me and raped me. Right. Were you oh, at a bathhouse? Calm down there, Nancy boy. Right, like, yeah. did you want it? You know yeah, what I mean? Right, it's right, I'm right, sure. Right, and right. this was you know late eighties, early eighties. I'm sure you had a certain mm. amount of that type yeah, of thing. The, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The ones that were not woke yet. Right. <laughs> Right. So uh, this is a different murder that he did. Uh, this was Steve Tuomi, or Tuomi, Tuomi, however you say it. Uh, took this gentleman to a hotel. They did whatever they did in the hotel. Uh, so this was a weird one because according to Jeffrey Dahmer, he says he doesn't remember what happened here. Okay, so him and this gentleman go back to this hotel. Um because he would always say he would get blackout drunk and not and not remember, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So him and this gentleman go back to the hotel, uh, blank scene, and then uh, Jeffrey Dahmer wakes up with just this dead body next to him. He has no idea what's going on. Obviously, he surmises that he killed this gentleman, and uh, now we have to Dispose. take care of the situation, right? So he walks across the street to a department store, buys an extra-large suitcase, Walks back over to the hotel, proceeds to strip the flesh off this man's body, hammer his... Oh, I'm sorry. He puts him in a suitcase. He does all that later. Puts him in a suitcase, calls a cab. Cab driver comes. He lets the cabbie pick up the suitcase to put into the trunk. The cab driver... This is a real story from the cab driver. Says, hey, man, what do you got in here? Dead body? Jeffrey Dahmer says, yes. They both laugh. And then he drives him to his grandmother's no house. No way! Yes. <laughs> yes! Yes! I'm never making that joke ever again. No. What do you got in here? A million dollars? Yes, I'm running. Take the suitcase yep. and leave. Take yeah. the suitcase and leave. So anyway, he gets back to his grandmother's house because he's still living there. He, uh, I didn't, if I mentioned that, he moved on his grandma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Strips the flesh off the bones. Same old MO. Dissolves it in acid. Breaks the bones. Throws them away. In the garbage. In the garbage. Straight in the garbage, dude. Huh. So, after this happens, um, or I should just say, 
his grandmother gets tired of him bringing men home to her really? house. Yeah, apparently they were like really Christian and like it wasn't really, it was like frowned upon, you know mm. what I mean? So he was like sneaking around. I don't think that she knew he was murdering anybody. Right, right, right. But right, she's right. like, hey, you can't have people. You can't have people in my house at all hours of the night. You got to go. So he gets his own apartment. Sounds like they're choking in there. And uh, he proceeds to keep doing the same things that he's doing, right? Um, paying men to come back to take photographs. Is he actually taking photographs of these men? Okay. <laughs> so this is a really creepy and weird thing that he did do. So sometimes he would pay them and just take photographs of them, okay? And send them away. But a lot of times he would murder them. And usually how he murdered them, he would um, make drinks. He'd bring them out drinks. Only your drink has five sleeping pills in it. So when you drink it, you then pass out. And then he strangles you to death. While you're asleep. While you're asleep. So, uh, you know, basically, you're not fighting back at all. Right. But what he would do, so he, these men, he would kill these men, obviously, and then he would take photos of their dead bodies, but he would pose them and like, dude, if you Google it, it's really, it's Google highly it. disturbing. They're in these weird, unnatural, like, arched back, and it's just very, it's not something that you could do yourself. Yeah. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, they're contorted and they're oddly posed. And they asked him, they're like, well, why did you take these pictures? And, and, like, in the interviews, like, oh, I just wanted to show off their grace and their beauty. And I wanted to hold on to a piece of them forever. Like, it's very, very strange. So he kept the pictures, too? Kept the pictures. That'll come back later. <laughs> um, kept the pictures. So, um... Hold on, where was I? Okay, so he has this apartment, okay? And one of the problems that he's having is the smell, just like you said with John Wayne Gacy. He's in How? an apartment building. How? What, is, is he leaving these bodies in there? So he had a big-ass vat of acid in there that he would dissolve <sighs> the flesh in, okay? And that's probably smell. Probably. He also liked to keep the heads of his victims, he would like to keep the heads. So I, I mentioned that he had an affinity for bones. What his what he liked to do was take the heads, strip the flesh off, and keep the skull. Was what he would like. Was what he what he did. So it also said that like, John, that's a huge port, like important port. I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to break it down for you. Jesus Christmas. Christ. So he he liked to keep the bones. So where you. though? Like he brings these dudes over. He's like, oh, that's funny. You got a skeleton in the corner. No, no. So <laughs> I apparently what he would do. So like he would keep certain parts of them like in the fridge or whatever and then like once he um removed all the flesh from the skull he had the skull i, I think that they only last so long like eventually they start um i don't know if they get like brittle brittle and crack or whatever so eventually he would just pound them into dust get rid of them uh, so he you know what i mean he never kept them like forever no it's not like they walked in there and he had 18 skulls okay, on the okay, mantelpiece okay, okay, you know okay, what i mean right, right. but he, so he they kept he Dude. kept getting these complaints about the smell, okay? And it's so crazy. I'm watching this interview, man, and of course, his landlord is like some foreign guy, mm -hmm. and like he's hard to understand. He's like, yeah, I got Jeffrey, and like, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. So he called him, and Jeffrey would say like, oh, I've the freezer's bad, or, mm -hmm. or whatever, and people constantly complain. Nobody ever did anything about it. Nobody ever looked into it, of course. Mm -hmm. Sewage problems. I mean, that's the thing. If you have like that plausible deniability excuse... If you have that excuse that's just good enough to alleviate the tension and move you on to the next moment, mm -hmm. 
You're good. Once you're past it, you're past it. Right. It's like, okay, oh, well, that could be true, so that's yeah. probably true. Right. Is that, is it what, there's a, uh, Occam's Razor, isn't that the, uh, have you ever heard of that? Yes. Yeah. But uh, my my thing is always that you don't want to be the crazy dude that says like, oh, he's probably got dead bodies in there. Right. And then you bust the door open and his freezer's bad and you're like, eh, yeah. I was wrong. Again. Absolutely. You don't want to be that guy. Right. You don't want to be that guy. But also, so it, he, he would lure these gentlemen in. He would drug them. Obviously, he would rape them. Um, it said like... So he's still in Florida in this apartment? Yes, I believe so, yes. Because um, his grandmother kicked him out. It didn't say that he left unless I, I missed that part. Um, he would do all that and then he would kill them. But then he would continue to either have sex with them or give them sex after they're dead. Let them do him? No, he would do them Okay. either one way or the other way, if that's making sense. He would either give them fellatio after they're dead uh, or he would go the other way with it. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, which is very Why weird. And it also said that he would like, he would keep the corpses in his bed and he would sleep with them. So they said that John Wayne would probably let they they believed that he would lay in the grave with the body after it's dead. It's so weird, man. So weird, dude. But they also said so it, like this Jeffrey Dahmer got so good at these sleeping pills. It, a couple and I don't even know how they figured this out. This must have been him telling them Afterwards. This must have been Dahmer telling them post everything. Oh. Excuse me. Jesus. Sorry. Jeez, dude. <laughs> Been Punch the microphone and Yelled at it. He said he would lay on them while they were still alive, and he could tell, like, right when they were getting ready to come out of their, like, drug-induced coma. Because he he said, like, well, their heart would start picking up, and they would start breathing really sharply instead of, like, that labored, labored like, sleep, sleep breathing. That's creepy as crap, Right? Bro. It's like, it's a science. That's sick. That you know what sick. I mean? It really is. It's a science, dude. I mean, it's it's just it's oh very crazy. God. And then that's probably when he would strangle them. Probably, probably like right would, before you're right. you're co- yeah. cohesive enough right. to do something about it or yeah. coherent, I should say. That's when they want to get you. You know oh what I mean? My God, dude. And so, okay, uh, I, I skipped a small part of the story. Before a lot of this happened, he was charged with molestation. Uh, of a boy in this Florida neighborhood, and he was sentenced, like your dude. It was something like five years or something like that. However, he got out. Guess what? Good on behavior. good behavior in like one year, and he was supposed to be on probation for a certain amount of time. Where he couldn't have left Florida at this point, right? Couldn't have left Florida. They were supposed to be doing house calls on him, house checks, calling, doing all kind of stuff. Not one time. Didn't get one call. Not one house call. Nothing from his PO. And he had bodies in his apartment at this time. So if they would have just done a surprise visit, over. it would all have been over. You could have saved 10 lives yeah. or whatever. Whatever it was at that point. You know what I mean? Okay. And so now I mentioned that he had this like super fantasy of being uh, the Ultra ultimate Bell. dominant, yeah. right? So he starts experimenting with his victims and trying to create what he called or termed a uh basically a sex zombie or like someone that he could essentially boss around. They can never leave. Like, you know, they just kind of walk around and they just are there and you can do whatever you want. Mr. Slave. Right. So this kid that he molested had a younger brother 
who Jeffrey Dahmer abducted. Took to his apartment. I feel really bad for this family, actually. It's very crazy. Uh, and he proceeded to... <laughs> this is so graphic. Okay, let me preface this first. I don't, I'm, I'm assuming this kid was under sleeping pills. I'm not sure about that, but I don't see how you could do this without that being true. He bored a hole in this child's head right here in the front. You know, they used to give you a lobotomy. Put a hole right here, okay? Then he took acid in a syringe and essentially shot it into his brain to try to, I guess, melt whatever. Is that the temporal lobe? Whatever that is. Frontal lobe. Frontal lobe, yes, you're right. Uh, to try to turn this kid into, you know, a walking dead, someone that even if he wanted to leave the apartment, couldn't, and is at your beck and call, and is all, you know what I mean? And this, so this is, so he molested a young boy. Yes. And after molesting the young boy, yes. abducts his younger brother. Yes. And attempts to make a yes. zombie. Correct. Now, here comes the interesting part about this story. Hold as on. if it's not interesting I was going to say. The f- the it gets worse. <clears throat> okay. It gets worse. This gentleman escapes. The the boy? The boy escapes with the acid in his head. He's running down the street, okay? Jeffrey Dahmer comes out. He can see this kid is with another uh, lady, and they're talking to policemen. Like you said, silver tongue. I think the sociopath has a certain amount of, like, gift of gab or something because they're always able to explain the situation. Jeffrey Dahmer walks up. Hey guys, what's going on? What's going on here? The cops like, what's what's happening here? What's what's wrong with this kid? Jeffrey Dahmer convinces the cops this fifteen year old boy is actually like twenty. Tells them that they're lovers, they're gay lovers, and that he's just had too much to drink that night, and that if he, they just give him over to him, he'll take him home and put him right to bed. He has a hole in his forehead. I, I don't know how big the hole is or how... You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe the kid had a hat on, long hair. I don't fucking know. He it did inject acid into his forehead, into his brain. So it could have just been... It like, could have been maybe a small pinhole. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. know. You know what I mean? Maybe bore was the wrong word to I, use. Dude, I'm looking at like a two-inch <laughs> hole. I'm like, this one, this kid can walk. Two, this kid... They're like, nah, that's probably normal. You're right. And now that we're talking about it, probably he just used a thick syringe and just jammed it in there. I or don't some, know the some, details. Some, oh, my. Convinces the cop, this this is my boyfriend. He's just drunk and angry. Just bring him back to my house, and, that's, and uh, I'll make sure he's okay. The cops forcibly drag this kid back to Jeffrey Dahmer's house, put him in the apartment, and leave. Over his objections. So apparently the kid's like, no, I don't want to go in there. I don't, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I don't go in yeah, there. they're just like, no, this is where you belong. And I, you know what? I told him reading this, and I'm like, man, I wish that kid would have just like took a swing at the cop. Or done something. Went Tried to, to get arrested. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? But he's 15. He doesn't know those right, things. Right, right, right. And so anyway, uh, yeah, he goes back in. Jeffrey Dahmer hits him with another dose in the forehead, and he dies. That night. Jeez. So, I mean, that's just insane. But, I mean, when you talk about missed opportunities, I, I feel like there's a lot. In, in any kind of case like this, there has to be a lot of this. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Uh, and so we'll get to how he got caught. Uh, so Jeffrey Dahmer picked up a gentleman. Hold on. You called him the Milwaukee Monster. That's correct. He's still in Florida at this point, right? Yes, but okay, he was from Milwaukee. So he was here and then he was in Milwaukee. I'm not- That's a hold my story, dude. Maybe this happened in Milwaukee. Fuck. 
<laughs> okay, either. I hope not. Either way, the stories are still crazy. <laughs> no, absolutely. But I just was... he was born in Milwaukee. I don't know if that's why they call him that because he grew up in Ohio. Okay, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I just didn't know if there was going to be a whole nother tier of this. Right? No, no, no. I'm I'm coming to an end right here. So if you guys want to look up the location, that's that's on my bad. I, I apologize. But anyway, so he picks up a uh, another gentleman, brings him back to his house, and uh, again he liked to use handcuffs. Slap the handcuffs on him, right? Mm. Gets a handcuff on this guy. I guess a struggle ensues. Dude runs down the street, gets away, runs away, finds cops, and they're like, uh, he's like, hey man, this crazy cracker, whatever, he put this uh, handcuffs on me. It was a black guy. black guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I've seen pictures of him. (laughs) I swear to God, I've seen pictures of him. Yeah, he's like, hey man, he's got this handcuffs on me, I don't know what's going on, you know what I mean? He offered me money to take pictures of all this shit. Because he would always pick like the people on the fringes of society, which yeah. most people do. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, this guy's a drug addict. This yeah. guy's a the whatever. people that might not be missed. Right, right, right. Oh, the, I don't know. They probably went to California. You yeah, know, you right. know. Anyway, so the cop, the cops take this guy back to Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment to get the handcuffs off. Okay, only Jeffrey Dahmer doesn't know where the key is because that's not how he takes the handcuffs off. He saws your hand off. That's how he gets the handcuffs off. He doesn't even need the key, so he has no idea Dude, where the key is. He has no idea where the key is, okay? So, Jeffrey Dahmer goes, I don't know, maybe the key, he also claimed he was drunk at this point, maybe the key is in the bedroom. When the cops go into the bedroom, they open a drawer, they find photographs of men in weird positions. The cop looks at his buddy, at his, uh, uh, I'm sorry, partner, and is like, we need to cut this guy. They open the fridge. They said the fridge was meticulously clean. The only thing in it, no spots on it, were condiments and a human head. That's it. No food, mustard, mayonnaise, pickles, Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, that's and that's it. Steak sauce, that's it. And a head. And a head. And now I watched an interview with Jeffrey Dahmer. Also, I should mention, I didn't go into this, but he also did partake of some of the victims that he had. So, like, he ate some hearts. He had, and when they opened the freeze, so the fridge had the head, and the the freezer had like a, a thigh and like a a buttock and like a, you know what I mean. To he be ate them. Pre- yes, to be prepared later. So that, and when I say he ate them, that when I when I watch the interview, he's saying like, I just never wanted them to leave. I wanted them to be a part of me forever. And so that's where you get the eating, of them, because mm. now they're in him, or the keeping of the skulls. I, yeah, yeah, sure. So I, I hope I did the story justice. I, I, I don't. It's just so. I mean, it's crazy. So how how many people did he eat? Uh, I think he only. It said he only had like maybe three or four. I, <laughs> Nick's looking at me like I'm crazy. I don't actually know the amount. It said that he did partake in someone's heart. Um, and then I mentioned that when they opened his freezer, there was like an arm, there was a leg, there was a buttock, there was, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, they were getting ready to eat these people. They were frozen meals, basically is what they are, frozen meals. And then he's doing this interview and he's talking about like, he said, he never, he said, I never had any malice or hate toward these people. I just didn't want them to leave. So what well, I guess he didn't eat every person. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm-mm-mm. no. I guess that was the basis no. of my question. Uh, so I think that it evolved. Okay, so first you got the animals. 
Yep, yep, yep. As a kid. Then you got the uh, the homosexual submission fantasies. Then those are kind of combined into the uh, you know raping or the yeah, molesting yeah. or whatever. And then you got the murder. And now you got the murder in this other thing. You know what yeah, I mean? So like, it's like it was never enough. this thing. He was that, always trying to fill something. Yeah, kind he of could thing. never quite make it where he wanted to be. You know what I mean? Crazy, dude. Um, okay, <laughs> this is a heavy show right here, boys and girls. This is a heavy show. Well, we've got some. Uh, Let's. We're we gonna can lighten it up a little bit, or or you wanna. All right, all right, all right. We should probably move on. Okay, yeah. Uh, this is, thing's already, here. yeah, it's like super long. Um. Okay, so one of the things that we wanted to do, we wanted to, uh, even though Danny doesn't give a shit about us, we wanted to bring Danny in. Yeah. We also wanted to play a little bit of game, because a little bit of a game, because Danny, we used to do the Florida Man. We're not doing that while he's in absent. Um, so what we're going to do is we've had Danny do trivia questions in regards to serial killers. So we have four trivia questions here in front of us. Um. It is a stapled piece of paper that we have not read um, or done any research in to John just pick these up on his way here. So what we're going to do is we're <laughs> going to ask the question. We're both going to answer. Whoever gets it right um, gets a point. At the end, whoever has the most points, the other person has to do a jello shot. I've like got- a 14-year-old girl, no, a jello shot. Like a 15-year-old boy. Okay, <laughs> Might have sleeping pills. In All it. right. Who knows? I don't think I want it anymore. Hey. I'll check a. I'll check a, right. I'll check a beer that's been closed by the factory. Thank you very mm, much. They also have some uh, okay. agendas. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna read the first one, and it's gonna be an easy one, and we'll see if we can get it. The first question. First off, I want to make a. I want to do a, sh- a call out here. Um, I got a friend who is very big into um, serial killers and their knowledge of it. I'm gonna give a shout out to him, Dirt. Um, Dirt McGirt. Dirt. Dirt. Um, I want you to see how many of... Actually, let's all play at home. See how many of these you get. There you go. I want you to Facebook me. I only include me. one. We can include all. Yeah. Facebook me how many you got. Don't Google these. Don't try to lie. We're about to give them the answers anyway. I know. But all they right. can say, like, I got them all. Like, don't no, lie. Let's yeah. keep score at home, people. Yeah. Come all on. Right. Come on. Nerds. All right. <laughs> First question is, true or false? England's Jack the Ripper was tried and executed in 1900. I'm going to say false. I am also going to say false. Why are you saying false? Because I don't think he was ever caught. I don't think he was ever caught either, and that's why there was a bunch of copycat killers. Let me open this. The answer is false. He was never caught. Give us both a point. One to one. And we should also mention, whoever's reading the question, the person opposite is answering first. Okay. This question comes from bitch ass Danny. <laughs> it's not a question. It's not a listener question, dude. <laughs> Dear podcast, which serial killer was the inspiration for the murderous character Scorpio in the movie Dirty Harry? Oh my god, I have no idea. That's an old movie too, man. Who was the? I'm gonna Dirty Harry. I'm gonna go with um, Son of Sam. God damn it, that's what I was going to say. Uh, okay, so I will go instead. That's like the only one I know. I'm going to go with uh, Albert Fish. The Zodiac Killer. That zero, was the movie, zero. That was the movie I was talking about. Was, uh, well, um, shoulda, woulda, coulda. No, the one that you, when you said Son of Sam, and I was like, the guy yes. from Nightcrawler, yeah, yeah, yeah. Night, whatever. Is yeah. It? yeah, yeah, yeah. The Zodiac Robert Downey Jr. Zodiac Killer. 
movie? No, I thought it was... Uh, it's got Robert Downey Jr. The one from 2000s does. Oh, uh, okay. I thought it had, what's his name, from Jarhead in it. Yeah, it does. Him too. Oh, okay. That's yeah. who I... And he's also a Nightcrawler, right? Mm-hmm. Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right. How many people did Charlie Manson murder? Are we going to go closest wins, or we got to hit it on the head? <laughs> I say we go a closest wins, price is right rules. Mm. And I'm going to go zero, because I don't think he actually killed anyone. Charles Manson didn't kill anyone, is what you're saying. I think he uh, made others murder for him, Ooh. which you can go ahead and answer. I'm going to go with three. Okay. I should have just went with one. should have went with one. Too late now, the bitch. The answer is zero. Woo! Give me two, baby. So, I guess you guys understand the rules are I can't pick the same answer <laughs> that he picked, because <laughs> that was unfair. <laughs> Yeah, that was the whole thing. People were like, he never killed anybody. He only made Mary and Martha, whatever they were, uh, do it. Okay, last but not least. Oh, this game makes no sense because if, Nick, you get this right and I don't, we're both tied. All right, what Ohio serial killer has the most murders under his or her belt? What Ohio serial killer has the most murders under his or her belt? I'm going to go with... Jeffrey Dahmer. God damn it, that's what I was going to say, bro. Well, I mean, you, well, you know what? I'm wrong. All right, who's that highway uh, killer? The dude that was, um, oh, I don't know. Shit. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with John Wayne Gacy. Let's keep it That's not it. He's in Illinois. Donald Harvey. Harvey belongs to a group of killers known as the Angels of Mercy, who claim to kill for the benefits of the victim. So that was a visionary or whatever you said it was. Or a mission. Uh, yes, mission. mission. Yeah, he turned their oxygen tank off, drug OD, suffocate. So I knew it couldn't have been. Oh, God. He once stuck a coat hanger in his patient's catheter, and the man died days later from infection. Jesus. And that's helping him? Up his, oh, come on. Oh, man. All right. So we want to wish everyone <sighs> a happy Halloween. Oh, God. If, guys, if you could just have a happy tomorrow after listening yeah, to this, dude. you'd probably be good. This is, so <laughs> this is some of that. Oh, you know what? Matter of fact, let me grab Nick that uh, Jello shot. Hold oh on. my god, I was gonna try to just like slide over that. Um, all right, so these are in syringes. So, oddly enough, it is Doctor Kevorkian style, my dudes. Kevorkian style syringe. These yeah, are from. He's got a- the uh, the Kool Aid Blue. How many ounces is that? Ah, that's a big boy. Yeah, dude. that's a that's, that's a, a thunderous. <laughs> I hope this isn't one of the ones that put the sleeping pills in. Oh, right. man, I do. I'm, I'm going to have a I'm good I'm going to try to get this close to the mic so you can hear it just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Okay, Nick is wide-mouthing it. Yeah, he got it. Okay, we heard it. I definitely heard it. Well, you got to suck the tip now. You don't want to lose that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We pr- we apologize for the um, the depressing content. Yeah, I really you know how long it, it went? We didn't, I didn't, we didn't really account for the fact that it was going to be a lot longer than uh, yeah, normal. Yeah, the stories are just, they're too wow, detailed and varied. Yeah, and we went into it in a way that was like, you you kind of wanted to know the parts that we told you. Um, I mean, we could have just glazed it and said like, dude, this dude killed like- We hit the people. high notes, or I guess the low notes, yeah, as it would be. Notes. I'm going to tell you right now, dude, Jeffrey Dahmer is a freak. You think he's worse than uh, John Wayne, Gacy? Because your boy's kill count was higher. He was he was higher, and it, it was all children, uh, all kids. Like, yeah, see, that's worse than me. But I, I, I mean, get, he wasn't so sadistic, I guess. But he's still bad. 
Yeah, but, it wasn't melting flesh off though. Yeah, he wasn't like flaying people. He wasn't sticking needles in people's foreheads. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, he's just putting clown makeup on and saying, oh, "I'm gonna rape you." And Whatever. Handcuffing people. Like, yeah, yeah it, I don't. I dude, think yeah, it's, let's call are, it. We'll call it a tie. How are they not all insane? You can't plead insanity, bro. You just killed thirty three. You are going to get the death penalty. Yeah. Oh shit! I forgot to say that Jeffrey Dahmer, in a strange turn of events, when he was in prison, was murdered by an inmate. Who beat his head in with a 10-pound dumbbell. No the way. The same thing he used in his first murder, I swear to God. Are you joking? No, I'm not joking. That happened. You think, dude. He was in, a, he was in with all like the child monsters and stuff. This guy apparently had like schizophrenia. Beat his ass with a dumbbell. Same way he killed the first dude. Oh, man. Fucking karma, dude. That's crazy shit. Karma? That's yeah. <laughs> That's orchestrated. I don't know what you're talking about, homie. Um... All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We're probably going to have to do a shorty because we got a lot more content yeah, that we want to get out. So um, thank you, guys. One. We will uh, see you soon. Peace. Later. Happy Halloween. Then you and you see who's to blame. Take a look at yourself. Take yourself off the shelf. You can't belong to nobody. Y'all can't cough medicine. Y'all want a drug You got more sickness Than you got cures of